0: Here comes the money you're now listening to the gambling with gold podcast with Jason gold presented by champions round. What is going on? Welcome back to gambling with gold. My name is Jason gold. This is Steffi Smalls. We're here to break down the Sunday slate for NFL week 12. If you haven't watched already, go check out our YouTube video on the Thanksgiving games for the NFL. We had all three games. We broke it down. We made some good bets for Thursday night football. Hopefully we make some money on Thanksgiving and hopefully you guys too. All right, let's get to the Sunday slate. First game on the board, Houston, Texas plus 13 at the Miami Dolphins. Total set at 46. What is your take on this game? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're at that point in the season where I don't, you know, oh, it's too many points, double digit. Like, I don't care anymore. The Houston Texans are, cannot compete against Miami. This is just there's a lot of really gross slate, uh gross games on the slate. This is one of them. Houston's last four games, they've averaged 13.25 points per game. And Miami is, I, I mean, it's gonna get this game's gonna get gross. Um, they're the three games before their bye, they were averaging 35 points per game. This is probably the one time I'm fine with taking the double digits. I have no problem with it. Uh, I think all the glimmer of hope that we kind of had preseason for Mills has completely diminished. That's obviously not going to be the answer moving forward. They had 148 total yards against Washington. Uh, it's going to be pretty ugly, Miami off a of bye.
0: That is a gross number. 80, 89% of the bets and 99% of the money is coming on and on the Dolphins. No shocker, the line moved from 7 to 12, now at 13. Mm-hmm. The over is also getting hit relatively significantly. This line opened at 45. It's now up to 46. 39% of the bets and 68% of the money is coming in on the over in this game. I agree with that. I think the over 46 is probably good. I do think that Miami's Dol- the Miami Dolphins offense, off of by, shouldn't matter. They're going to absolutely come in here and destroy. Can Houston cover the p- plus 13 as a backdoor? Maybe. I- that line seems a little bit too high to me. But give me the over 46 and give me the over team total. On Miami, uh, it'll probably be 28-and-a-half, something like that. I don't care. I'll Mm -hmm. take that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get to Baltimore, minus four at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total set at 43-and-a-half. What are we making of this Baltimore team at this point? Because that defense looked good last week against Carolina. But that offense, oh, my God, did they look bad. Now they're going to be without Ronnie Stanley, it looks like. Mark Andrews back, but he didn't make that much of a difference in that game. Well, some just doesn't look 100% right with that offense or Lamar. Maybe it's the running game. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it's very bizarre. And I want to throw the game last week completely out because that was just – I don't know what happened in that game. But I'm just going to ignore that and look past that because they had – you know, you look at their three games prior to that game, they were scoring 24-plus points per game. So, yes, there's been – they've taken a couple hits on offense. But you're right. They look off. Um, Every time I put any – bit of confidence in Jacksonville they do not cover I am not going to start trusting them this week they have lost six of their last seven games Baltimore's defense plays good enough that that should be able to stop this team so I'm going to lean and put a little bit trust into just Baltimore and what they have which has not been very impressive on offense but I'm going to trust that defense
0: you know this is interesting because I looked ahead at this line last week it was minus three and a half and I was very confused why because Baltimore had been playing some better football jacksonville mm-hmm. has looked like you know really terrible for probably mm-hmm. maybe since week two honestly yeah and i didn't understand i didn't understand why maybe the bookmakers had a good read on where baltimore would be or they thought the buy a mm-hmm. week of jacksonville but doug peterson is only one and four against the spread off of a buy so i'm not sure how much that would matter here yeah. my initial lean is towards buying low on the ravens in this spot and buying the under 43 and a half and thinking that jacksonville will struggle and be slow coming off the buy maybe a first half under 21 and a half Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm struggling to pull the trigger a little bit on baltimore just because i really don't know where they are as a team right now
1: yeah absolutely and this i feel like this is a random like this shouldn't be a statement game for baltimore but it kind of is like they almost need to come out take care of business definitely they may really need to dominate but they need to win this game in good fashion. Like it can't be whatever the hell last week was that needs to get tossed out. They need to fix it, clean things up a little bit, but we'll see. Again, don't feel really confident. I think the under is probably safe. I would be looking more towards team totals in this one.
0: Interesting. Uh, 70% 70 of the bets and 93% of the money is on Baltimore Mm -hmm. in this game for whatever that's worth. It means that the public and the sharps are leaning towards Baltimore at this point all right let's get to tampa bay minus three at the cleveland browns this line has been vacillating between three and three and a half all day the total set at 43 cleveland browns i think that they see the future a little bit they can see deshaun mm-hmm. watson coming in but at three and seven they're not really in the playoff picture at this point yet they keep fighting jacoby Brissett looked great last week against the yeah. buffalo bills meanwhile maybe no team in the nfl needed a bye week to gather themselves more than the tampa bay buccaneers mm-hmm. did Tom Brady gets another week to rest, reprocess, get a little bit healthier on both sides of the ball. I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay at minus three, but I'm I'm a little torn in this one. If the Cleveland Browns can get their running game going and keep Brady off the field, I don't know. I, I could totally see Cleveland winning this game outright.
1: Yeah, what stops me, he, this – God, tip off a bye, right? And then, you know, they had 400 yards of total offense. And I think that was the most functional rushing attack that we've seen since the start of the season, maybe even week one, honestly. I can't think of another time that they were showing that their run game can be dominant. Rashad White is obviously becoming this uh, sparkle for their team, and he should really eat against this Cleveland uh, D that's right, 28th, their rush D. So if Tampa Bay can get the ball... On the ground moving. I think that they should have no problem taking care of Cleveland. Is this where Tampa Bay finally turns a full corner and we see them really going for the playoffs and we, it's Tampa that we thought Tampa was going to be? Probably. I am really struggling with Cleveland plus three, though. I don't think I trust Cleveland enough. I can't do it.
0: Um, let's see what the numbers say. We got, uh, wow, 20% of the bets and 36% of the money is coming on the Browns. Oh, my God, this is a perfect brown spot. Yeah. All right, I'm torn. I, I'm going to have to release this pick on Friday because I'm not sure. If I get Cleveland plus three and a half, I might have to jump in on the bandwagon on this one. Oh, I, I was just going to say
1: three and a half. I will, if it's three and a half, I will probably switch the other direction.
0: Going back, I'm jumping back one game I forgot to mention. I did bet Jacksonville-Baltimore under 45 and a half, 43 and a half right now in the market. I still think I would probably take it down to 42 and a half, so just wanted to make sure I put that out there all right uh let's get to the next game chicago bears plus four and a half at the new york jets total set at 39 and a half this is one of those spots i usually look towards the underdog because the total is so low with chicago being plus four and a half and the total being set at 39 however if this is not zach wilson and this is somehow mike white or joe flacco i love the jets in this game the bears are going to be severely limited justin fields Shoulder injury, collarbone injury, whatever it is, looks like he'll probably be able to play. But they probably are not going to run him as much as they have in weeks past. This Mm -hmm. Jets defense is a championship-caliber defense through and through. The Bears Mm -hmm. have not faced anything like this in quite a few weeks. And as much as we love Justin Fields and seen what he's done, we love the transition to him as a running back quarterback, you know, a Cam Newton 2.0 deal. This Jets defense is different. They haven't seen anything like this. I anticipate that the Bears will not score very many points in this game. I like the under on team total for them. So now mm-hmm. it's a matter of do I think the Jets will be capable enough on offense to cover a four and a half point spread. A lot of that comes down to who the quarterback is. My belief is that it will not be Zach Wilson this week.
1: I'm with you. And I think that's why I do lean the Jets between Fields' shoulder and the fact that I'm going to go off assuming that we are probably going to, well, I think we should given the way that he reacted after that atrocious loss where they got like two or five total yards in 26 plays in the second half versus New England. Like, it's just unacceptable. You especially if you're not going to take accountability. So if if we get one of those other quarterbacks, like we said, I'm I'm all in on the Jets. I think, like you said, their defense is playing at a championship level caliber. And Chicago is not going to be able to withstand that and if Justin Fields is limited in how much he's running.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're both on the New York Jets this week. All right, let's get to the next one. Atlanta plus four and a half at the Washington Commanders total set at 42. I don't really have that much to say on this game. I'm just wondering if we can continue buying stock in the Washington Commanders based on how they're playing. Fading Atlanta on the road this season has been a decent idea. Four is a little heavy for, you know, the lack of points in this game. A total set of 42. My initial lean is towards Washington, though.
1: I don't know what is wrong with me and my obsession with the Atlanta Falcons. Like I have a sick obsession and I can't help myself and I don't care. And maybe it's partially my NFC East bias, but it's just Washington winning five of their last six games. is just, it's like funny. It's not funny because they're playing good and it's really their defense. And Heineken is playing very clean football and that's helping them. I just think he's due to start acting a little bit like the backup that he is, is that going to be at home? Cause he does play very well at home. Maybe not, but I lean Atlanta in this matchup. What's the total at for this game?
0: 42.
1: Hmm. I kind of like the over, I could see this end up being a, a little bit higher scoring of a game. Actually, it's probably not the popular opinion.
0: Let me look at this total right now in the market. Uh, actually, I actually don't have numbers on this. I know that the 39% of the bets, uh, are on the over, but I can't tell how much money's on it. So, oh, well, um, mm-hmm. that's an interesting angle. I kind of don't hate the over 42. My question about it would be, are both teams gonna run the ball enough that they just run the clock? Um, and yeah, is isn't really conducive mm-hmm. to overs, but I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, mm-hmm. all right, let's get to, this is an interesting line. Cincinnati minus one and a half at the Tennessee Titans total set of 42 and a half Tennessee, 10 days off coming off a win over green Bay. Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they beat the Titans in the playoffs last year in Tennessee. This line is fishy as all hell. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that the Tennessee Titans should be favored in this game, which makes my DJ brain go, books know something. This is like the Cowboys Vikings game last week. I think the bet is the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I am not, I'm not gonna
0: argue with that at all. It
1: seems like Cincinnati has kind of pulled it together here. Um, Tannehill is also very suspiciously playing very un-Tannehill-like football, not turning the ball over. Um, This is a playoff rematch. Probably, I think, one of the best matchups on this entire slate. It should be a good game. What worries me is Cincinnati was very, very close to just losing to Kenny Pickett. That that concerns me a little bit. I think that if Tennessee can add pressure to Burrow, then they have a better chance. But Cincinnati is kind of keeping, like, keeping teams on their toes without Jamar Chase a little bit because you don't know what you're going to get. And I don't know if that's been helping them on offense a little bit because their competition can't plan as well. Um, I'm not ready to bet on this game, honestly. But I'm going to keep my eye on
0: it. So Cincinnati minus one and a half on the road against a good Tennessee Titans team that everybody's high on. They just had a Mm -hmm. big win. This, the line's the exactly same. The situation's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. This is literally Cowboys Vikings 2.0. Yeah. Everyone's going to get trapped. Everyone's going to get trapped into this Tennessee plus one and a half, Mm -hmm. plus 110 money line, bringing it up to plus seven and a half as a teaser piece. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do what I've done. I'm not going to say it. I'm just saying Cincinnati, I think, is going to be a big bet for me this week. I I think the situation sets up really nicely. Remember, this line has moved towards the Bengals, and we don't know if Joe Mixon is yeah. going to be fully healthy or in for this game. This is tight. the spidey senses are going off in my head right now. This and is
1: this Bengals is a right. big game. Like if the Bengals can't, here I'll say it. You don't want to say it. Like I think <laughs> you don't want to say. It. I will. It. I think I think that Cincinnati could easily win this game by ten points. Like that yeah. could end up happening if they get hot. Why not? Um, cause what does Tennessee have? Well, I will say they have been passing the ball a little bit more effectively. And that's a little bit of hearsay that they have it. Like they've been getting Traylon Burks involved. They have West, they have weapons there that they're working into the system. But what do they have? They really have their defense and Derrick Henry. Um, and we've seen Derrick Henry in the beginning of the season, be able to be shut down. So if you can eliminate Derrick Henry, force Tannehill to throw the ball, have him make mistakes. We can. We've seen Cincinnati do this before this season. They could easily beat them by ten points.
0: One last point on this before we move on. Thirty percent of the bets and seventy-four percent of the money is coming in on the Bengals. That is the biggest differential on the board. The oh. sharps are hammering. We're all in. This is oh, this is so bad. I'm for us. All, all
1: in. I'm all in.
0: <laughs> oh God! All right, let's get to the next one, and we will spend exactly seven seconds on this game. Denver Broncos yep. minus two and a half versus the Carolina Panthers. Total set at thirty-five. Hard pass.
1: How many shitty games are on this slate how many shitty games this is ridiculous okay this is a defense versus defense battle Broncos just lost to the raiders whoop-de-doo uh don't care on either side what that means for either of those teams but they basically left Devonte adams like just alone to get a 35-yard touchdown in OT. <laughs> what's hilarious is denver waived melvin gordon as if that's like the biggest problem they have yes he has fumbled the ball in bad situations i got it but again Denver Broncos, your biggest problem is, is not Melvin Gordon fumbling the ball. And I promise you that. I kind of think this is a situation for everyone to see that that wasn't the problem. I kind of like the Carolina plus, what, was it two and a half? I think it was two and a half yeah. last time I left. And, yeah.
0: and
1: I like it more if they put P.J. Walker back in. They put P.J. Walker back in, I'll take Carolina's money line. I'm all in. I don't care. I'm, I cannot with these Denver Broncos. They need... Another
0: team that needs to be humbled. Their fans are quite annoying. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm married to one. 50% of the bets and 82% <laughs> of the money is on the Carolina Panthers in this game. Uh, I might be on the Panthers' money line as yeah. well. All right, let's move over to the afternoon slate. Raiders plus three and a half at the Seattle Seahawks, total set at 47 and a half. Seahawks coming off of a bye. This is a Raiders spot. I know that this yeah. is a Raiders spot. Plus Raiders plus three and a half. Got to do it.
1: Yep, it is. And you know why? Because this is where we see Seattle start acting like the Seattle we thought we were going to see. This is kind of like the Giants, what's happening, right? Yep. Like, it's now more than halfway through the season, and these teams are starting to show why everyone wasn't as high on them going into the season. Um, the Raiders just had one of their better games, actually. Carr played, you know, 307 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions – Josh Jacobs also just one. I just want to have one moment for him. Like people need to throw respect at his name again. Putting up another hundred plus yards on the ground game, fantastic. I think Seattle really, you know, they lose to the Bucks. They have their bye. That's fine, but I just think the Raiders. This is a good spot. This is a good spot for them. And no, it just doesn't it just scream Raiders.
0: It screams Raiders, absolutely. And the over. And if I like not, if, if not, I
1: could see Seattle winning by like a fat margin, but. I don't think that's going
0: to happen. I think there's two outcomes in that, this game, and that. I think this is. You chance. kind of alluded to it perfectly. This is a macro view bet. Where do we think the Raiders were going to be before the season? Where do we think the Seahawks were yeah. going to be before the season? Now we're getting three and a half points at Seattle. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus three and a half and the money line. Honestly, at plus one sixty five as well. All right. All right. Three more games on the board for us. Uh, Chargers minus four and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. Total set at 47 and a half. This line is egregiously high towards the Chargers, mm-hmm. which makes me think that I have to bet the Chargers. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. I don't know if Kyler's going to play. I don't know that I've, I like the Chargers more or less if Kyler plays at this point. I'm a little suspect on the Chargers defense, but the offense, even with Keenan Allen back, Mike Williams out fine. That offense is much different with Keenan Allen mm-hmm. in the game. I like the over 47 and a half. Mm, I don't know about the four and a half though right now. How about you?
1: Yeah, I don't like the four and a half either. This I don't know. Something about this game I just doesn't settle well because do I want to bet against a desperate home team that's a dog? I like I don't I don't know. I don't like this game. I hate everything about it. Like the Chargers should absolutely win this game. Poor Cole McCoy was getting his ass handed to him. We saw that. He probably wants to retire. So if Kyler plays, I think they're in a better spot, obviously. I mean, Arizona is pretty much dead at this point. So kind of gross. Might just lean the Chargers. I like the over two here.
0: 91% of the bets, 94% of money is coming in on the Chargers. So I got to dig a little bit deeper into this one. This might be a Chargers, Chargers smash spot. I got I to gotta okay. read into that. All right. Two more games, uh, New Orleans Saints, plus nine at the San Francisco 49ers. Total set at 43. This is my best total of the week, over 42.5 in this game. That Saints defense stinks. They're not Mm -hmm. good. And we've seen San Francisco's offense. They're humming right now, and they're going to hum even more against the Saints. The Saints will be able to put up a couple points against San Francisco, minus nine. I'm probably not going to touch either side there. If you want to see San Francisco from nine to three, great, have at it. But I love the over 42.5 in this game.
1: Me too. I'm with you on that. I don't want a side in this either. I think the 49ers look like true Super Bowl contenders. Jimmy G is also another guy. Like let's throw a little bit of respect. He's actually playing some great football right now. And you're seeing what that's doing for this star studded team. Saints D sucks. Um, I don't know. We also never know what saints we're going to get. So that's why I also steer clear of, of a side. I, I don't, I'm not going to trust either of these teams to cover this. So I like the over for sure here. Uh, super impressive 49ers, though. I think they're putting it all, t- really putting it all
0: together. 49ers are, without a doubt, in my mind, the team to beat in the NFC mm-hmm. right now and the third best team in the NFL, no questions for me. All right, last yeah. game on board for us. Rams plus 14 and a half <laughs> at the Kansas City Chiefs, total set of 44. Bryce Perkins looks like he will be the starter in this game. I think that actually may be a positive for them because they'll yeah. get the ground game going a little bit. Saw Cam Akers maybe flash a little bit against the Saints. They're still a, a team without Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. This team is lost. They don't care anymore. I think that they've completely quit on the season. Will they try versus Patrick well, I don't know. I, I'm not betting 14 and a half, but I kind of like the over 44.
1: I do kind of like the over 40. Uh, kind of. I don't know. The Rams are toast and they're not just no. toast like this week. They're not toast next week. They're not just toast this season. Like they're toast for the next fucking like five years. Um, They're in a really, really bad spot because Matt Stafford's probably going to retire. That's probably going to lead to McVay also going to TV. This team, they have no picks for a million years. They're in a bad, bad spot right now. Um, I'm not going to take that. This. this is too many points. Uh, not going to do it. I, I think that the over is definitely inter- interesting here. I think we're going to hear a lot of this, like, any given Sunday bullshit for this game. That doesn't apply here. Yeah. That doesn't apply to these Rams. Kansas City will win this game.
0: Uh, 55% of the bets and 98% of the money is coming in on the Rams. So I might end up what? on this plus 14 and a half. Yeah, just as, like, a Chiefs had a big game against the Chargers, big win. True. They'll be checked out. Mahomes, as I mean, they didn't cover last week. Mahomes is a big favorite, is terrible That's against the spread. So, they it, have Rams, they
1: covered at home yet this season? I don't think they have.
0: I don't know, but because I said that two weeks, weeks ago, yeah. They, and they didn't cover, they haven't covered the last two weeks, so they haven't favorite. covered
1: at home yet this season. I
0: don't think, yeah. never mind. And a half.
1: I'm lying. I lied. I'm on the Rams.
0: <laughs> We're going to the grossest bet on the board. We're both going to be on the Los Angeles Rams plus plus fourteen and a half. and a half. Oh, god. All right. Uh, We have one more video coming up. We're going to preview Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Good luck with all of your bets this Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, and we will talk to you soon. See you.
1: See you, guys.